Galaxy 1138 is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What is up, Star Wars fans? We're back from a tiny little break um, to talk some more Star Wars and wrap up this awesome uh, Clone Trooper arc. And as per usual, I am joined by my fellow Clone Trooper. Force life. Yeah, there he is. (laughs) It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while. I forgot my name for a little bit there. Um, gosh, I just, I just looked at it too. Season three, episode two, arc troopers. So we're going to, we're going to delve into that one. And we also have some, uh, we also have some news and rumors to get into. Um, do you want to do that first? Sure. Yeah. We're going to jump right into doing the news and rumors now. All right, so I'll start with the rumors. They're a lot more fun. So according to giantfreakingrobot.com, <laughs> the rumor is, according to controversial film reviewer Grace Randolph, Pedro Pascal was upset that there was uh, not more opportunities for Din Djarin. There were not a lot of opportunities for him to remove his helmet and show the actor's face. So obviously he got upset about that. You know, he all he does is like voiceovers, and so this led to a confrontation between Pascal and Lucasfilm, where Pascal uh, at some point left the set. Uh, it's kind of an older rumor, but we haven't really talked about it. So, right, I did hear about it. Um, it's interesting. Like, I guess probably because what he's he's an actor and he wants to be seen. Um, right. I mean, I, I I mean, I could probably understand that. But for the character, you know, they wrote it to where he's not supposed to take his helmet off. Right. Um, I think Pedro does an awesome job with with the voice acting. Like, he shouldn't be too upset. I mean, that's just my opinion. I was giving Pedro all the credit for this character. So, um, I come to find out that it's like a stunt man. Um, like two th- different ones, right? Yeah, one's like John Wayne's grandson or something like that. <laughs> oh, heck no, really? Yes, yeah, that's what I read. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So I had no idea that that was going on. I thought I was Pedro underneath the mask and everything, and I was giving him all the credit. But now, you know, come to find out he only does the voiceovers, and then, you know, whenever he takes the mask off, which they're not going to do, you, you probably should have read read the script. I mean, that's the rule. You know, you can't <laughs> can't break the rules. Um, so I don't know what to tell him. I mean, he's gotta, he's gotta live with it or it's already a success. So and he's getting credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you pretty much were giving him all the credit for the character. Absolutely. And I, and I think most people do, you know, that's yeah. how I, that's how I saw it, you know, watching season one. I'm just like, you know, and 
not to go into a different universe, but seeing him in Game of Thrones in that uh, that one big fight scene, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that could totally be him under that armor. Because I mean, I don't know if he had a stunt man for a lot of that. I honestly would have to look into it. But I, I just if if the rumors are true and he left, in all honesty, he's the like he's so replaceable. You know, not to talk yeah. not to talk bad about him, but a guy wearing armor. Right. Anybody can do that, you know. But but to get the same voice, I mean voice. that might be that might be tricky. I I just hopefully it's it's not true. Right. I think I might have heard a counter rumor to this that he know he's happy and everything, but right. I just thought it'd be good to talk about, you know. Mhm. Yeah. My, my opinion was I had no idea. Like I said that there was somebody else underneath the uh, the armor playing the character or doing all the action. So the more this kind of rumor kind of sheds light on how to do the show, the, you know, the kind of like worse it is. Like if, if this never would have came out, I would have kept on believing that it was him the whole time. So gotcha. They should just sweep this under the rug. <laughs> right. I agree. Cause when they took the hat the helmet off, I mean, it was him. So, mm-hmm. And you gotta I, think. I I w- I'm sorry. What? Oh no! That I was believing it was him the whole time. Right. Yeah, I was too. Uh, like somebody did tell me during the season that, like, he wasn't even on set for one of the episodes, and I'm like, well, how did they? What do you mean? How did they film it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, do you think? Do you think he's replaceable? Um. I think they should do everything they can to keep them at least in the in the recording booth. So oh, yeah, keep them happy because the voice really does bring a lot to the character. Um, I don't think he's replaceable. I think if someone gets re- if if he does get replaced, it'll kind of you know I'm I'm sure they'll find somebody just as good, but it'll be weird. It'll be weird for a little bit until we got to adjust to it, and then once something cool happens, then we'll be like, all right. You guys fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, again, if it's true, you know, I would hate to see him go because right. I like him. I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about the guy, but from what I've seen him in, I think he's a great actor and, and, and I think, you know, voice acting this character, he's just, he is Din Jaren. you know, he's the Mandalorian. It just, I would hate to see it change. I, I, you know what I also hate? I hate that, like, it's so early in this, like, TV show's kind of life, you know, for for actors that have problems uh, with it. Right. It's usually, it's usually, like, you know, after they've been typecast or whatever, the characters have been typecast, like, I don't know, Walking Dead, like, season four or five, something, something silly like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can't get any other work, and they're that character. That's all the people see them as. But like season one already, and he's already like, like you know, causing issues. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Right. It's, it's kind of sad, really. It really is, especially with all the success of the show. They got something cool here, and they figured, you know, in Star Wars, like all the stuff that's not been a success, mm-hmm. they got something cool and to keep it going as long as they can. Because I know from watching TV shows. Season two, three, four are the best ones, you know, after they take the gloves off the first season, mm-hmm. you know, so, which is, which is awesome. Right. So 
it'd be good to kind of keep the, the everyone together for that. Uh, yeah, I hope they do. And uh, you know, he's got to watch out for Baby Yoda, man. Someone Ooh. has to. The scene stealer, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. All right, man. Uh, yeah. What else you got? All right, so we got some more rumors. According to the next three rumors are going to be from wegotacover.com. Oh. Okay. So I'll kind of go through pretty quick because they're, you know. Um, according to Tipster, Mike, Mikey Sutton, Lucasfilms are in the early stages of, of developing a spinoff movie set in the world of the Mandalorian. And Thrawn is pegged to be the main villain. Dude, I just got the chills. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that be awesome to see Thrawn in like oh, live action? You know? It's what I've wanted ever since I read that old trilogy, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh he deserves gosh. to be on, on the screen. Yeah, that, he does. That character, you bring that character and people are going to be like, Darth Vader who? Like, this guy's. Oh, God. This guy's like a genius, you know, and a bad guy. So I would be like, so excited to see it. I I would love it right on. Okay. So along those lines, same, same website, we got a cover.com is saying that insider Daniel Rickman now claims that Lucasfilms also wants Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo to appear in multiple Disney plus shows. Nice. Yeah. So trying to bring him back into the fold, you know, have him show up here and there, which would be pretty cool. Definitely. And, um, you know, get his character some more screen time and, you know, give him some more stuff to do because I think they did a good job casting him. Yeah, they did. And and they, they need to somehow tell the rest of that story. Right. From, uh, from solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, what, uh, with the whole like kind of um, what they brought back, well, the spoiler alert, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Admiral Yet. Spoiler alert. Who they brought back at the end of that movie? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be great to find out what's going on with that. The whole underworld um, that he was involved with. Next rumor. Same website, we got a cover.com is saying more TV shows being developed, right? Countless names from the extensive Star Wars back catalog have been rumored for live action treatment in recent months. Insider Daniel Rickman again now claims that Darth Bane, Bane could be one of them. Whoa. Darth, Darth Bane coming to the TV soon. Darth Bane. Dude. And he's arguably the most influential Sith ever. Yeah, the rule of two. Yeah, he started it. Did you finish those books? No, not yet. Okay, I won't say anything then. I wonder if they would follow the books or if they would like rewrite it or... I think they just take the character and kind of give him some new... Or follow... The... I mean, the books are like, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. That first book I read. So... And the next two are really good so i mean they've I, got a they've got a source right there a trilogy of right. stuff to make a show out of <laughs> right and he's got like an apprentice and 
Yeah, and it's good stuff. So there we go. We got Thrawn, young Han Solo, and Darth Bane could be potential TV, you know, characters. Dude, that's awesome. I'm I'm all for it. I like that they're they're trying to tap a little into the EU. Mm-hmm. It's got to make you happy. Yeah, all all that time you know invested in reading those books and. Some of it might come to light here, especially Thrawn, you know? Dude, Thrawn, um, and I don't want to say, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, Rebels and stuff like, right? Oh, okay. So you know he's in Rebels? I know he's in Rebels, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I won't say much other than, uh, they really, they did a great job with him. Yeah. I was I like, yeah, I was like, okay, how's this going to go? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this this is working out really well for me. <laughs> yeah, and they keep making books of Thrawn and everything, so it only makes sense. You know, it's time to bring them out. It's for the masses. Bring them out. Yep, for the, all the non-readers. Thrawn deserves to be on the screen. That's, you know, pretty much my closing statement on that. Right on. So my my little bit of news, uh, Star Wars news, is the Empire Strikes Back tops Jurassic Park as 2020's biggest grossing re-release. So how about that? 40 years? Was it 40 years, right? No. Yeah. 40? Em- Empire, yeah. Turned 40, right? Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, did, I know. Did, did you go and see it in the theater? I did like, not see like it this in the time. theater. Okay. No, no, not with, with the whole. But I mean, um, I didn't. I didn't. You know, with this whole stuff going on, I didn't really. But I wanted. You know, it would have been cool. I, I think I tried to go to the. Uh, what you saw it in, right? Oh yeah, yeah, the drive-in. That mm-hmm. was awesome. That's got to take you back, right? Kinda oh, gives dude. You that. <laughs> it was like. I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. I felt like a little kid. Like I was, I was so excited to go and see it at the drive-in and, and, uh, you know, seeing it with Mrs. Fives, who's, you know, become quite the star Wars fan since we've been together. And (laughs) it was just, uh, it was a really cool feeling and and to just see it on that gigantic screen. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like watching the battle at Hoth and, you know, Luke fighting Vader for the first time, like Yoda. I'm just, I don't know. It it was so that, like I said, I, I just, I felt like a little kid. It was nice. such a good feeling. Did, how was the sound coming through your like car stereo and everything? Well, fortunately, um, <laughs> she had just gotten a brand new like 2020 vehicle. So oh, the nice. sound, the sound was really solid. <laughs> I mean, if if we had taken mine, it probably would have been good too, but you know, we, we took her new car and, and yeah, it was great. Cool. Nice. Was there a lot of, a lot of cars? Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And it was funny because, um, we got there and I'm like, wow, it's kind of, this is kind of sad. There's not a lot of people here. And then, you know, we got there early and just cars just kept rolling in and rolling in and then. I'm watching the screen behind us, like people driving to that one because the uh, major league was showing. Oh, no way. (laughs) 
and I'm like, man, I want to watch both of these, you know, but, uh, um, there were a lot of cars for that one too, but, but yeah, it was cool. It was, there were so many people and there were, oh, and there were the little kids, um, talking like they had their own star Wars podcast talking about just everything from, uh, Darth Vader to Darth Maul to baby Yoda and how baby Yoda, you know, was born. And <laughs> it was like, these kids were just like, it's like, man, we should have them on as guests. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should find out who they are. <laughs> right. Sound better than us. So that was entertaining. And they had their little, um, you know, their little lightsabers and they were beating each other up with those. And I'm like, it was just, the weather was great. Like it was just a perfect, it was a perfect time. Okay. Yeah. Um, that just reminded me, um, we got this orchestra here in town and, um, what we do, what they were been doing is like they've been playing one Star Wars movie like pretty much every year. Oh yeah, down at uh, you know the big outdoor uh, stadium that mm-hmm. we that, that we you know that the orchestra plays at. So like we're sitting in a hill, summer night, you know, orchestras playing, you know, all the John Williams, you know, and then you're watching the film. So we kind of have in that. I think they played. Um, not too long ago, so we kind of got to feel like you know a little bit of nostalgia there. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember them announcing that um, they were supposed to do it. Did they do it this summer? Probably no. not, right? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was one of the things I I wanted to do though this this past summer was you know to check that out because uh, that would be really that would be a really cool experience. I would think. Yeah, it brings in a ton of people. Like, um, like the whole place is packed. You know, nice. Just to like, just like a rock show. <laughs> it hasn't been too long since I've kind of seen it on the screen, so kind of know how it feels. Awesome. My little one was running around with the lightsaber and everything. <laughs> oh, heck yeah! That was cool. <laughs> so no, oh, does she have the Mace Windu lightsaber? No. No. Does she want the Mace Windy lightsaber? <laughs> she wants any lightsaber. Any, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or Ahsoka's double lightsaber, probably. Nice. She's a huge Ahsoka fan. That's all she cares about. Dude, how cool is that? I don't know, man. That's amazing stuff. Yeah. Your daughter is a Star Wars fan. You've I'll done definitely. you've done well. <laughs> yep. Carried on the legacy. I've done my part. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't force her, you know. This is this is all her, like, you know, watching all the Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance and the movies and wanting to watch the movies again and again and again. You know, she's only nine. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> that's just like, that's just super cool. Yeah, and uh, she's not a big fan of the of the new trilogy, not at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Even better. No. <laughs> I know. She's so a true, she's like a true fan. <laughs> right? At nine. At nine. Wow. Yep. That's good stuff. Cool. But um, that's pretty much all I got. Unless you got something. Um. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I really had was, uh, you know, Hasbro Pulse did their, what do they call it? PulseCon. Like, you know, while we're recording, this was like, I think last week. And, uh, you know, they announced obviously all sorts of their, their items. Obviously I only cared about star Wars and, um, 
the the big one that probably you know anyone that's listening probably knows about at this point but the uh mandalorian dindajaran's ship the razor crest is the new um gosh oh Haslab uh item the last one they did was jabba's sail barge that i missed out on and this one was a little little more affordable still kind of up there but i jumped on it and uh I'm one of the 9,000-something backers at the moment for for the Razor Crest. Very cool. Yeah. Um, if it gets to 10,000, they're going to include a Baby Yoda. So, you know, if people are listening, back this thing, man. I need I need my Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, what, what, what was it called? Uh, the, the ship? Yeah, the Razor Crest. Yeah. Like. But like the model, was it like, um, like what's the, um, is it a prototype or something like, Oh, you know, the only thing I know is, um, and I think it was in the first episode that the blue guy, the blue alien guy that he captures mm-hmm. men- mentioned, I think he says like a model number for it and then says something about, he hasn't seen one of these since the clone wars. Oh, I think, you know, don't don't hold me to that, listeners. Um, you know, if you guys have the right answer, hit me up with an email. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. I ordered a couple of other figures that they announced as well. And and uh, also, you fours mentioned, you know, several recordings back about the three-pack of the ARC Troopers. The three-pack, yes. Yeah, Echo Fives and Jesse. And uh, I got that in the mail the other day. Oh, cool. Very cool. Nice. Nice yeah. stuff. Yeah, I haven't opened it yet, but I will. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> Good job. Heck yeah. So I'm glad you got, uh, you know, our uh, show Our show at least helped you out. Yeah, definitely. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have known if I never would have brought it up? Right. I missed out on it. Because it's like a limited edition, right? Oh yeah it it actually um, you had to be a Hasbro Pulse Premium member Whoa. to to get first crack at it, um, which I became a member for free. Like I think two years ago, like they had a during the month of February, if you bought something or whatever, they gave you a free membership. Okay, and I'm always obviously shopping for Star Wars toys, so that was pretty easy. And, uh, so I was a premium member and, um, the day that they were put up on the site, the, the three pack, they were only available. I don't know if I said that already. They were only available for premium members for, I think 24 hours. And then if there were any left, um, you know, whoever wasn't a premium member could buy them. And if I remember correctly, it sold out before it was available to everybody. Oh, which I mean, that kind of sucks because people like my brother, who's not a premium member, didn't get a chance to get it. And you can only buy one per member. So I couldn't, you know, I wasn't able to buy two and and help him out. So he was he was kind of bummed. But, you know, I got mine. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, I just I just went to the website here to take a look and um the backers for the Razor Crest mm-hmm. sits at nine thousand four hundred and forty six backers. Wow! So only like five hundred more. 
I know we got to get there, man. It's been it like it went to six thousand, which was the the bare minimum. It went to that so fast, and now it's just kind of been trickling. I'm like, come on, man, because I'm hoping you know if they go to ten thousand, you know maybe they'll announce another stretch goal, something else that would be cool to add to it. So this is going to be like a a ship for like a three point seven five inch like figure to like sit in and mm-hmm. so it's gonna be pretty big yeah it's actually i forget what they said the measurements look really big um which is kind of tough because a lot of my bigger stuff that i have is still in boxes i haven't figured out how to set them up yet but i'll get there eventually um it so far it comes with uh the mandalorian figure in his full beskar armor um cool. which you know like oh uh, Mine isn't down here right now. Like the one I have is like his armor that he starts out with in the show. Um, so it'll be a new figure, and uh, and then it comes with an escape pod and hopefully Baby Yoda. Nice. And then yeah. be able to take it apart. Looks like this one here is all taken apart. Right. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what that what that was all about. Like, is it so you can like reenact the the <laughs> second episode with the Jawas <laughs> where they I strip know. it down? <laughs> That's so funny that that episode. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Look forward to checking that thing out. Right on. So, um, all right. Thanks for all that, man. That's some good stuff there. Yeah, and we've been compiling it since uh, you know we've had like a little bit of a gap here. So, I've been kind of every time I see something, you know, I've been kind of trying to keep it keep it on the list. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it because I don't I don't really see any of that stuff. Um, for whatever reason. So I'm glad that you are and you're, you're passing it along and I'm sure the listeners appreciate it too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks man. Hey, one quick thing I keep getting, I've I've never bought anything from there, but do you get this entertainment earth catalog? Um, I used to get it in the, in the mail a lot cause I did buy things, but I haven't bought anything in a while. Yeah. I've, I've, I think I tried to buy something once like a Cylon. Oh, you know, nice. But, Back when Battlestar was like the show, mm-hmm. it was like the Game of Thrones, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like it never showed up, and I ended up canceling. Um, but uh, I don't know. You get this. You get this. Ep- this I get this catalog still. They even found me in my new house. I don't know how. That's interesting. Yeah, and then um, you just want to buy everything in it, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you let do you let your daughter look through the magazine? Yeah, yeah, and she wants to, she sees all the Star Wars stuff. If she <laughs> wants better than you know her wanting American Girl. Dolls. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Awesome. <laughs> all all right. right. Um. So we're gonna tackle the uh, Arc Troopers episode. Yes, Arc Troopers. Arc Troopers. All right. Um. So, yeah, obviously, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So I guess for starters, um, I wanted to mention that you were right about the, um, you had mentioned last time um, about the meteor shower, and you were like, hey, don't they do this again in the next episode? And it's not exactly the same, Yeah, but, but they use the ship debris to go underwater and, and do the... Uh, the ground of the setup for the ground assault, right? 
Right. They're, yeah. So that was a good observation there. I, I, I watched it uh, yesterday and I'm like, Oh, look at that. Fours, fours remembered that. And uh-huh. that was good stuff. Um, yeah. I was like, um, I knew I've saw it somewhere before. Right on. It was a good tactic. Um, I mean, and it kind of worked for them in, in the previous episode on the Rishi moon. So why not try it again? <laughs> there you go. You know, it has, yeah. it's, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Right. Um, so Go yeah, uh, this episode is, um, this episode, the Grievous, what is it? Grievous and Ventress are invading Camino, the home of the clones. Um, I guess I'm going to have you go first, man. What do you, what do you want to yeah. talk about? Invading. I mean, going right for the throat, going to Camino where the, you know, clone army, you know, is getting home base and, uh, you know, getting re repopulated and everything. I mean, that's a smart move by the way, from Grievous or Dooku, I think is the one who actually sends them on their, right. on their mission. So I got to, you know, but it's, it's chancy because you know, it's going to be, um, heavily defended. So, um, start off with the quote here, you know, fighting a war, test the skills, soldier skill, defending his home, test the soldier's heart. So, you mm-hmm. see that 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 quote come into come into play when um the droids start landing on the actual Camino and the fight that they get that ensues. But uh, a couple things that I liked, yeah, was that uh like the two phase attack, you know, there was that um air air assault, you know? Mm-hmm. That was like very, you know, straightforward. Um you know, like here we here you are, here we are. You know, let's fight. And um, that was just we found out that that was just like a, a decoy, right? You yeah, you may mention that that the the uh, debris that falls from one of the ships, a few of the ships, does it the transports? Yeah. So a few of the ships transports like um, parts of theirs falls and lands in the water, and here we have. Ventress is already set up, right? She's already yeah. ready. She's already down there. She's like in some little like submarine or something. Yeah, like a, some sort of like squid type octopus thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what she was in. Yeah, so she's already down in the water, you know, taking um these debris and creating um some attack vehicles. Which I'm not sure if they use, do they? Um, the only thing they really used was the like the tentacles um, from the the thing that Ventress was in. I right. think, like, and I'm not totally sure what those did. I don't know if it had true droids in them or if it was just like didn't it like cr- like drop down and then droids came out of it or yeah, I think that's what it was. They would drill into the walls open up and then deposit droids inside. Right. That yeah. was very cool. So is that what they were making? Maybe they had to been, cause they didn't really show the, um, you know, they didn't really show like the big attack, like the big attack ship or anything. Yeah. Unless I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think maybe because Obi-Wan, you know, because of Obi-Wan, he, he like, kind of distracted them maybe maybe 
yeah, that was uh, actually my favorite quote. There's uh, Obi-Wan saying, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> while he's doing this. Yeah, while he's doing that with his beard. Because he's like seeing, like, like, this is too easy. I think he tells Anakin, this is too easy. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't, you know what I mean? And then the debris falls and he's like, ah, the debris, that's that's the key. Yep. Yeah, that was actually one of one of my no, notables was, um, you know, Obi-Wan, he seemed to see, like, the plans of the battle just slightly before they were happening. Yeah. Or slightly after. <laughs> right. So he's like, I want to take a swim. Um, so right off the rip, we get a little dissension, you know, with Ventress and Grievous, you know, Count Dooku put them both in charge of their, you know, parts of the attack. But they both want to, you know, obviously be number one. Um, and so there, there's a little bit of, like, infighting between those two. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of shows that, like, they're not all, you know, um, about, they're all about each other, really. You know, they're not, they're all looking out for themselves only and in, in right. their, their goals and their pursuits and um, really good bad guy trait. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And they they must you know see that in their their re- their leader, you know, a Sith Lord, a right. Sith Lord, um, a Sith Lord. You know, because that's how the Sith are. You know, they're all about themselves. They use their master until they're ready to take their master out, and then and that's you know, like you're saying, that's kind of what we're seeing with his. You know, underlings—they're kind of doing the same thing, right? But we get a good—we get a little bit of good knowledge here because their their uh, Ventress lays out the uh, the real plan, which is to attack the barracks where all the clones are sleeping, and get her hands on the DNA. Right. So she's got the plans to get to both parts, and I was wondering. They don't really say what they would do with the DNA, but what do you think they could do with the DNA? Um, you know, it's it's kind of I was thinking about that after I watched it and I'm like, okay, well, the man in charge of this whole thing is the man that created the clones, basically, or you know, or ordered the clones, Palpatine. So, why would he or unless this is Dooku's doing and not Palpatine's? Um, which would still be weird because my understanding is Dooku was in on the plan of the clone creation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was struggling with that. I'm like, what is this like maybe to try to end the war sooner? You know, is that all they're like looking for? But Palpatine's plans weren't all in place at that time. So I guess if I was going to have like a, <laughs> a less confusing answer, I would say maybe they were going to try to create their own clones. Yep. Or, or maybe even, you know, to go into the rise of Skywalker thing, maybe, you know, this was Palpatine's like, you know, wanting, maybe he wanted to research the cloning process without the, the Camino. What would you call them? The Caminoans, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure what the what they're called, you know, you know, he maybe he wanted to do some of his own cloning trials, you know, for what he does in that movie, maybe some research, I don't know. 
yeah, I'll, that's pretty much all I could think of is like create their own clone armies, but be the same guys, but obviously on their side. And um, but they'd have to put in some time. I mean, they don't just you know. Yeah, it's not just a a chia pet, right? It's not like it like seems like they have better success with droids bringing droids along a lot faster. You just build those, right? So and even. Like if he if he was wanting to make his own clones, then what would have been the point of Order sixty six? You know the, I don't know. There's just there's a lot there. It's, it's a really good question. I I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like you said, that that's probably the only real thing there would be to to make his own, right? But then Order sixty six happens like farther down the line, right? Yeah. Yeah, so two parts of the attack, two main goals for the attack, and two people in charge of the attack. So <laughs> Right. A lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts there. So, so let's see if they can pull it off, right? They right. got one they got a couple couple of things you got to f- figure out. Um one is um obviously we got Jedi's now. You know, Jedi's are are around, and Jedi's are very good at deducing information, <laughs> especially right. Obi Wan. But uh, Shock T does a good job too. You know, when she says that uh, Grievous is sacrificing his transports instead of favoring his command ship. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's when that's when um, Obi Wan says there's something not right. Yeah. <laughs> You know? yeah, it was it was cool to see um Shakti a little more um she seems to be on Camino quite a bit right cuz she was there during uh the training for Domino Squad in was that Clone Cadets Clone Cadets yep yeah um so yeah that was one of, another one of my notes uh notables was um you know Shakti uh you know kind of having that same thought process as Obi-Wan and uh, and then you get to see her make some pretty quick work of some droids. Yes, we do. Yeah, which was really cool. And she's pretty handy with that lightsaber. Um, I was going to jump into one of my likes because I think you're kind of getting you're kind of getting close to that part of the the episode of one of my likes. <laughs> um, Ventress. Ventress. Uh, yeah, Ventress, and I've probably said it before. She is awesome i think she's one of my favorite characters in star wars um i her kind of intro to the battle um to this you know on on camino was really cool uh because that clone starts choking you know yes you see that clone and he's just like (laughs) and then she you know what does she do she force pushes him into the wall while choking him and then pulls him with the force into a, into her lightsaber and then she kisses him and I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude. I know. Is there a cooler entrance than that? No. No. <laughs> he uh uh um Grievous he, he refers to her as, as the assassin. Mm-hmm. At this point, do we not know her name? Like is this like her first episode that she's been on? Is this her uh, first appearance? No, no, because remember when, to jump a little bit ahead, Anakin says something to her 
you know, in the, in the DNA room, you know, you weren't even get, you weren't going to leave without saying hi or something like that. Was it hi or goodbye? I can't remember. So no, I think she's been in episodes prior because this, we're at season three. So we've seen her right. before. Yeah. Right. I just think I, that because, um, it's a secret. God, I hope I'm not spoiling anything for you here. It's not known that she is Dooku's apprentice. Right. So I think that they just, he tells, you know, he like tells Grievous that she's just like an assassin, you know, or a mercenary or whatever. So maybe that's all Grievous, you know, knows. So he just calls her assassin. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's not in the know. Uh, That would be my guess at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, oh, and before, I think it's before that scene I just mentioned, she, um, Grievous, like, I think Grievous grabs her arm and says, you know, do you want me to send, you know, a squad with you or something? And (laughs) what does she say? She's like, there's nothing you have that I could possibly want or something like that. (laughs) I'm just like, she's she's, BA, dude. Yeah, she's BA and she's got like this, like almost like elegance to her. Um, I don't know. She's just, I don't know that, that I love the way that she came into that fight. The way she took out that clone, I'm like, you know, I'm pro clone, but but that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't finished the Clone Wars, but I mean, they brought back the light, the dark saber, right? The Mandalores dark saber. What if like uh, she shows up somehow? Could she show up in the Clone Wars? I mean, I guess you would be spoiling stuff for me. I guess in the. Wait. In the Mandalorian, you think she would show up in the Mandalorian show? Um, I Could mean, she? I guess I guess anything's possible. There is a book that I read that I don't know if it's canon or not. If, I think it was supposed to be canon. Um, it'd be cool to see her as as a live action character in anything. Um, the book that I read was really good. It was uh, what was it called? Dark, Dark Disciple. Okay. Um, I won't say a whole ton, but basically the, the premise was to assassinate Count Dooku Oh, and they recruit a Jedi <laughs> Jedi, um, that is kind of, I guess he's kind of like the guy. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of Quinlan Voss. He's, he's not a, he's no. a well-known, he's a well-known, uh, Jedi, but not in like live action or anything you'll probably see him in the in the clone wars um but anyways he's he's the guy that gets recruited to attempt assassination of dooku which is pretty dark for the jedi to even you know want to attempt to assassinate count dooku um and uh that's a i'm not i don't think i'm spoiling anything he he encounters uh ventress in the story and it's really good and i believe george lucas's daughter played a role in creating that story which is really cool oh cool very cool yeah yeah i don't think she was like the main writer or anything but um but she had a part of it and it was the book was actually supposed to be episodes of the clone wars oh really yeah so if you ever get a chance i'm pretty sure it's called dark disciple i'll look i'll look in my folder um 
So, so, uh, what, what, what are, what are some of your other likes? Oh, well, um, obviously the Ryu, uh, when, um, Echo fives and uh, 99 get reunited in the, um, in the hallway there, the bridge. Oh yeah. So, um, I just think it's very touching, you know, 99. I mean, you know, it's there with, you know, with guns and everything, you know, carrying guns and Echo and Five show up, you know. Seems like this little bit of time has passed between the Domino Squad's tests and the base. And, um, so, you know, everyone's happy to see each other. And 99, you know, um, immediately asks where Heavy was, you know. And then, right. uh, and then they tell him what happened, you know, on the Rishi moon and how 99, how heavy, um, sacrificed himself to save, you know, echo fives and, and, uh, you know, and it, and then, um, 99 gets the badge out <laughs> that he got from the clone cadets, uh, episode. And he's mm-hmm. like, remembering his brother. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. That was, I liked that scene. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 99 finds out about the attack and he wants to join the fight. <laughs> right. What does he say? Something like, you know, what do you need me to do or something along those lines? <laughs> yeah. And Echo and Fives just kind of smile at each other like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. 99 is just full of like, you know, full of rah, 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 go, go, go. Like, uh, he's full of that spirit. He's got the blood, you know. He's got the clone. He's, he he might not have the body of of the clones, but he definitely has like the heart and the and the blood that they talk about um, to want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like he knows he knows he's not you know the clone that that he was supposed to be grown as, but he still thinks that he can do you know he can still play a part, which I think is really cool. Very much. Um, to backtrack just like a tiny bit, uh, I like when Echoes and fi- Echo and Fives are walking down that that hall, and they're like reminiscing, and they're like heading to target practice. <laughs> 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 it was cool. It was, so yeah, like you were saying, obviously, obviously, some time has passed since they were there. Right. Yeah, that was good stuff. You know, like they were uh, not too long ago. They were the trainees. You know their whole world was in there and now they finally seen some of the you know combat and they're coming back and they're reminiscing and you know so i think uh 99 kind of like dominates the i think he's my favorite character so um of 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 the three of i think he's my favorite character um nice and so, like, uh, it was sad to see him die, you know? Yeah. Towards the end when he's, you know, trying to make a run for more more ammo. or, But I think he got a good, you know, he got a good arc here. You know, he started off in the um, Clone Cadets as, as their, like, cheerleader. And then he finally got to see some action and prove his worth. And, you know, he's throwing grenades um, to, uh, was that Rex? Maybe was it? He's handing off grenades, and 
Yeah, it was like I think Rex and Cody. He was and Cody too. Yeah, right. It was getting thin. He was helping out um, Echo and Fives when they were sniping. You know, mm-hmm. showing them how to like you know the corridors, how to how to navigate the corridors, and you know where the armory was, and you know, he did a lot in this in this episode. So, mm-hmm. it's he's one of my likes. So, yeah, that kind um, of falls right into. Um, one of my other likes was the, the scene in the barracks with, um, you know how they lure the droids in there and, yeah. uh, and they're doing like all the tactical, you know, back, backing up and taking cover. And, uh, I think it was Cody yells for the cadets and they come sliding out of the thing and the little dudes are blasting the droids <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then it rolls into, you know, the end of the end of 99 and. You know, he's like, I'll go get more, you know, and he's running and he's like, this is what I was bred to do. And yeah. And, you know, Echo, I think it's Echo is like yelling. Well, first, I think it was Rex telling uh, 99, like, no, you know, don't go. And then Echo, I think, was the first one to start trying to lay down cover fire. And then they show fives get up and start blasting some droids. And right. And then that was that was the end of 99 i was i was pretty bummed about that even though i've seen it a couple of times i was still like man this this guy's grown on me watching these episodes in this order like i didn't really you know he showed up the way i watched it the first time you know he was it was kind of spread out but to see this little trilogy i'm like i don't know if i would say like he's my favorite out of it like but but i really really like 99 he was a great character yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see a little figure of him. <laughs> I know. I know. I was I was doing some searching online and I didn't see anything. I'm like, man, maybe someone will make a custom. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to like burn it. And <laughs> I've seen I've seen what people can do with customs. I'm sure I'm sure there's probably a good one floating around somewhere. That'd be sweet just to see it. Yeah, you know. totally. But um yeah, the uh, the battle. The battle itself was pretty intense. I mean, there was a part where like is it is it the um the little spiny parts of the uh it, it's getting shattered. Um I don't know if like that's actually like where the where the clones start to like um are are being born. But like uh, the roof oh, kind of like falls. Yeah. Like, do you know what that what room that that room? Then they show it a lot, and it, they show this it getting like demolished. It looked like it looked to me like there were like, I guess what would you call them embryos? Yeah, like em- Yeah, it, it looked like, like that was room. in there. Right, like they were like starting to develop um, the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's that. That's a pretty bad blow, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole batch that's going to be, you know, not be able to ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got to fix all the equipment. So, um, so I, you know, they did do some damage. The droids did do some damage to the clone army. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But um, the battle, the lightsaber battles are probably my favorite scenes in the, in the, in the episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you got like Obi-Wan going off against Grievous, which is it the first time that they, that they meet? No, I think they have met before. 
it's it's so hard to like there's so many episodes to try to think back to <laughs> yeah um but i i think that they have met before um because it didn't seem like a introduction this time yeah because he was oh uh, yeah because grievous was like obi-wan kenobi mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we meet again for the first time for the last time <laughs> right <laughs> Then um, Anakin goes off against Ventress when he he finds her in the DNA room and she gets the DNA and we're like, oh my gosh, she got the DNA. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. this is, this, this could be huge for the separatists. So um, that battle between those two and the the double lightsabers and Ventress brings in and they're just jumping around and flipping around. And I don't know, there's a part where like Anakin gets like really intense and he's like, they're like really up against it. He's like gritting his teeth and stuff. He's almost kind of like, to me, kind of tapping into the dark side or something, you know? Oh, yeah. So that was probably my favorite. My favorite stuff was, was you know, all the the choreograph of the of the lightsaber battles were, were pretty awesome. Awesome. Very and cool. The stakes, you know, if, 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 if Ventress gets away with the DNA, you know. Right. Which she doesn't, but, you know, it wasn't just their lives at stake. It was like the whole clone army reproduction <laughs> system is at stake. So, so what do you got? Um, yeah, I guess uh, I had a hard time picking a favorite character for this one. Um, and I also had a hard time picking a quote that i really liked so (laughs) it was there were a lot of there were a lot of things um i'm gonna say i'm gonna just fly through those two things really quick because they're brief um i decided on my favorite quote was uh echo saying this is our home this is our war um it's just like yeah and, and then even like fives talking to the little cadets you know and he's like you know, he's like, my blood's boiling for a fight. And I'm like, those two quotes, those two lines, I'm like, yeah, like I was getting into it. I'm like, let's do this, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and then I would say, honestly, my favorite character, it's, it's again, it's a toss up between uh, Fives, Ventress, and, and 99. Um, Fives mostly just because you see him take on a little bit of a leadership thing with the cadets, you know, trying to fire them up. Um and and then Ventress, just because every scene she was in was awesome, and and then ninety nine running around, you know, giving people guns and ammo and grenades, and he's just like he's, dude, he was just like a janitor when we first met him, right? You know, right. He's just like yeah. sweeping floors, and now he's he's doing his part to help his, you know, help his brothers and help his home, save help save his home, and he's just I, running around and and doing it. I'm like. It was cool. So I mean, yeah, I know. I, I two quotes, three characters. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how one. that's how cool this episode was. It's like right, you know. And looking at IMBD, got an eight point five. You know, almost fifteen hundred. You know, votes. Oh wow! So I mean, that's a good that's a good ranking because uh, rating because. Um, just goes to show you this is a good this is a good episode. This is the second episode of the third season too. Mm-hmm. You know? And they give you a good one. Yeah. Uh, major like a- characters fighting callbacks to other episodes, you know. Um 
high stakes. So it was like a tiny movie. You know, it was like a short, a short film, really. Um, so you did your quote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was Obi Wan. Say it again, just because I like it. <laughs> oh, when Obi Wan says something is not right. <laughs> awesome. Kind of sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, because he, you know, he puts all the pieces together right there. Like he thwarts their plans. Um, he figures it out and he goes, investigates, he finds the aqua, um, was it the aqua droids? Yes. Working on the ship or something on a battleship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he even tells Anakin while Anakin's like the, the fight's up here. And it's like, no, the fight's down in the water. They're coming. They're here. They're like, we need you down here. You know? Yeah. Oh, got <laughs> yeah, Anakin's up there fighting, you know, he's he's in the battle in the space battle. Right. But but no, uh that was just a ploy, you know, that was just a decoy. The real battle was the um what was coming out of the water. And um I think if, if Obi Wan wouldn't have sat there and thought about what was going on, like that just goes to show you Obi Wan's, you know, a good thinker and, and Anakin's just a reactor, so mm-hmm. The wise Obi Wan man, he is. Man, that's good he stuff. He is a true Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> I like Anakin says something to him as well at at that part where he's like saying to Obi Wan, "Only you would be concerned with the ships I'm, you know, destroying." Or I, I wish I would have wrote right. it down because I can't remember the exact words, but it was funny. Yeah, but like you know, after Shakti like puts that little thought in his head, it's like, oh wait a minute, you know. He didn't, and he wasn't there to see the whole meteoroid shower. So, like, this is a new tactic for him. Oh, that yeah. They're using. Good call. So, I gotta give it. I had to give Obi Wan major props for figuring it out. Um. All right. So, I have a favorite scene, and uh, I was thinking about throwing it on. Um. All this right. whole episode was very cool. Dude, it was such a good... I don't know. It was just... This was such a well-written episode. Oh, no wonder. What's up? George Lucas wrote it. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. That and, says a lot. And Cameron Litvak. Yeah. No way. All right, so... So George Lucas wrote this episode? Yep, George Lucas with Cameron Litvak wrote this episode. Wow. Maybe that's why it's so good. <laughs> right, dude? Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. When you think about it, though, like, it's a total... It, yeah, dude, it, it feels so much like Star Wars. <laughs> not that the rest of the Clone Wars doesn't. It's just it, it kind of does feel like a George episode. Um, okay, so we're going to roll into parts of our favorite scenes fours and and mine um we're gonna jump into uh ventures ventures against anakin which leads into my favorite scene so anakin gets the uh canister back there's all the fighting and kicking right oh maybe i went didn't go back far enough 
there the, clone, the clone catches the canister and they uh, look at them. They're all just like coming out like we got this. <laughs> I suppose you expect me to surrender. Actually, I plan to let the clones execute you right now. Not this time. So I didn't really go back far enough. That was fine for me. I love how he's like, she's like, I suppose you expect me to surrender. And Anakin's like, actually, I plan to let the clones execute you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yes. Um, so that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, they get away. They always get away, man. It's like the old, uh, the old serials, right? Villains always get away. (laughs) Villains always get away. Another thing that I guess is very George Lucas-y, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and then what I thought another notable ahead for the end of it was uh, Fives and Echo. They become ARC troopers. Yeah. Seems like every episode and this whole arc, they've kind of go up a level. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they showed their bravery and... They keep impressing the heck out of uh, Rex and Cody. Right. So, Arc Troopers and as the next is that is that the final like? I mean, what what can you do? You know, after that. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I I guess that's what they do. You know, that's what those two wanted from the beginning, right? They wanted to be yeah. Arc Troopers, and I imagine you know you can bump up and be like Rex or, you know, be a captain or a commander. Right. Right. Um, so how about that from Domino squad from Domino's falling to, you know, arc troopers. Yeah. And there's, unfortunately there was only two of them left. Right. All right, man. So listeners, you guys all ready for some trivia? Star Wars trivia. (laughs) Star trivia. This is where the fun begins. Oh, this is going to be easy. All right, man. See if we can go four for fours again. I'll try. I think if if we do go four for fours again, I might have to tell her to like start giving us some difficult ones. <laughs> I mean, they're not all easy, I guess. But all right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Number one, who gave the order move the fleet away from the Death Star toward the end? Oh, toward the end of the Battle of Endor. A. Lando Calrissian B. Admiral Akbar, C. Mon Mothma and D. General Maydeen Oh, uh, I think it was Akbar. Akbar, Move the fleet away from the Death Star Hmm Dang it Or or is it Lando? Is it, is, it, is it Lando saying move it away from the Death Star and is that when Akbar says his famous it's a trap line? It's a trap. Yeah. Mm. It's a tricky one. It's either Lando or Akbar. 
you know, move the fleet away from the. I'm kind of hearing Akbar. Yeah. All right. Oh. You said you said Akbar right away, right? Yeah, I was I was feeling Akbar. All right. I'm I'm good with that. I think. But Lando really does sound right too. <laughs> I know, but I see it's toward the end of the Battle of Endor. Like, how close to the end is what I'm thinking. And maybe Akbar is telling the fleet to move away. Maybe. So they don't. Yeah, I mean, he'd be the one in charge of the fleet. Yeah, not Lando. Not Lando. Lando's, Lando's just a general. Right. So, I'm going to go with Mon Mothma. <laughs> just <laughs> totally throw it all off. No, I'm I'm good. I think I'm good with with Akbar here. All right, let's try it. All right. Ah, is Lando? No, it's Akbar. I gotcha. Oh. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. That give, was good. Give that tiny suspense for you know anyone that's listening. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't but, sure, dude. I was like, maybe, you know, forty nine fifty one. Yeah, it was just the whole like, because when I think of the Battle of Endor, I think of it's a trap. You know, if if right. I'm thinking, if I'm thinking with anything involving Akbar, that's what I'm thinking. So, right. But it does, you know, hearing it in my head, it does sound like Akbar saying that line and not Lando. Lando's oh, what is Lando says something. Oh, what does he say? The shield, you know, something about the shield isn't down or something. You know, we need to give hand more time or something like that. Or right, there's, yeah. There's so many other lines in there. Um, all right. Well, good job, dude. I mean, you immediately yeah. said Akbar, and, and we rolled with it, and it worked. So <laughs> Akbar was right on. All right. Regarding whom did Princess Leia only retain images and feelings? I mean, do we have to go anywhere with that one? I already know the answer. Oh, it's a, <laughs> fargan, a question? fargan trick question. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's saying regarding whom did Princess Leia only retain images and feelings? Uh, I want to say that of should be after the word feelings, feelings of or feelings for. Okay. Um, but here's the part that her real mother, her real father, her adoptive mother, her adoptive father. Well, it's mother, but I don't. Now I'm a. I don't know. It's it. Would it? Oh, I was, her her adopted mother. Would it be? Well, because she never knew her real mother. See, Luke said he never knew his real mother. Leia said that she only remembered. Uh, images and feelings of her but that was that was always the weird thing when the prequels came out was was who who was she talking about because her adoptive mother i don't think is alive at that point well obviously because alderaan is gone but right that's that's why i always thought that she confused her her mother with the adopt like she didn't know she was adopted right so I mean, I guess until Luke said that, you know, we're brother and sister, right? Right. And Darth Vader's our dad, or I don't think he even said that. Right. No, yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't say it, but he said that 
you know, Darth Vader was his father, so right. she kind of got the... Right. So it had to have been the adapt adopted her her not her real mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because if if there weren't if the prequels hadn't existed, then I would say it would be her real mom is what she was thinking, right? Right. Yeah. Alright, so we're going adoptive mother? Adoptive mother. Alright. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it was her what? Her it says her real mother, eh? Really? Hmm. That's that's a trick one, man. That's a trick question. I think. That's that's a fucking trick question. <laughs> that's not right, dude. Come on. Yeah. Because we don't we don't know this question doesn't tell us like what what it's taking into account. The prequels or not. I mean, you know, like regarding whom did Princess Leia only retain images and feelings? Her real mother, but when you watch the end of Revenge of the Sith, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> her real mother dies and Leia's just right. a, a newborn, like right out of the womb. So she wouldn't, I mean, is that the force like creating those images for her somehow? I mean, that seems a little too, I always thought it was her other mother, her adopted mother. Right. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to disagree with this, this <laughs> answer. I'm going to, was it descent? Yeah, I keep I keep looking at the back of this, thinking that the answer is going to change. <laughs> like, I how dissent. is it? I dissent. Yeah, that's. I mean, whatever. I, I'm saying we got it right, even though. Yeah. The the paper says something else. All right. Um. Okay. What was Luke Skywalker's weakness, according to Emperor Belpatine? Um, a his faith in right. the light. What's up? Uh, oh, I heard. Thinking you. out loud. Yeah. yeah, that was that was B. <laughs> his A his faith in the light side of the force. B his faith in his friends, which I think yeah. you're right. Um, C his lack of vision. D his resistance to the dark side of the force. So your faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> right. All right. We good. Oh yeah, we, we got it. Nice, good, good job. <laughs> With your faith in your friends, right on. All right, number fours. Number four. Here we go. All right, what did Darth Vader tell Luke Skywalker about the name Anakin Skywalker? Do you know this without me reading it? What did What did Darth Vader tell Luke about the name Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. That name has no meaning no more. Right. That is A. It no longer had any meaning for him. <laughs> I was not, do I need to read the rest? I don't think so. Uh, a. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're three for fours. Not bad. Not bad. That, I think that answer was wrong. Yeah, I agree. So we're four for fours. Whatever trivia. Tell us we're wrong. Right. Right on, man. So that was a quick trivia. Um, so we're, we wrapped up. Uh, we wrapped up the 
arc troopers episode and this uh three episode arc um the only other thing i was going to mention about this episode was um it had like a really good balance of clones versus droids uh jedi versus droids and jedi versus ventress and grievous like it it balanced it all really well on top of the space battle, the ground battle, um, the clones really defending their home. You know, like we said, this was like a, it's like a mini movie. Um, it had, it had everything I wanted. I think everything I would want in, in an episode. (laughs) For sure. I mean, what else? I mean, like I said, you had heavy hitters, hitting each other you know uh this would this would have been a pay-per-view if say, we were watching wcw or wwf we would right. we would we would be watching you know this you know we would have to pay for this one <laughs> yeah yeah very very well said <laughs> so and they give it to you on the second episode so i mean this you know this is gonna be a good season um you can tell um the mortar stuff happens a little bit later on the line and some Citadel stuff. So some more Mandalore stuff. So, I mean, I, I can't, I can't stress enough that, um, that it was a great episode to all around, uh, for all, all 22 minutes, you know, just something important was happening and, you know, it was a battle or, or pre battle or planning or, deducing or um you know attacking defending dying i mean a lot of clones died a lot of droids got demolished uh that, that brings up one of the questions because i because um the clankers right that's what you call the droids the clankers <laughs> yeah the clankers yeah. are they clankers because that's the noise they make when they get shot I, I would assume so. Yes, <laughs> I think I got that on this episode. <laughs> That's pretty cool. He's out there like clink, clink, clink. Yep. I'm like, is that what they call it? Okay, cool. I was going to ask you that. All right, good. Awesome. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Right on, man. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, I have to say this is definitely one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes. Um. I like I actually watched it twice in a row. I'm just like, Whoa. this is so good. Um so cold. I, oh, go ahead. I think watching them in this order, you know, really helps, you know, take a uh just put these three in like a little like a little box and like um shows the progression of Echo and Fives and the battle, you know, that started in the previous episode. And, you know, introduces the characters, you know, Shakti and what she, what she brings to the table and, you know, Grievous and his planning and using his, his you know, his droid army to fulfill his uh, desires and Ventress coming in on this episode and doing the covert ops, basically. And, uh, you know, a little bit more Anakin showing his, uh, you know, his grit. And his, you know, his action, you know, like in, you know, Obi-Wan showing his wisdom. It's a great episode all around. You said it, mister. 
<laughs> I can't I can't add anything to it. Um I think that's a good way to to close out this episode, man. Very cool. Um so listeners, thank you. Please click on the subscribe button so you don't miss our new episodes. I know we were away for a short time, but we're back. We're going to be tackling some more stuff. Uh you can check us out on your most of the popular podcasts. So we're on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Nice. But listeners, you know where to find us, and we appreciate you finding us. Um, Yes, we do. Thank you very much. So, you know, when you see the subscribe button on your podcast app, you know what must be done. You will do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Do it. I will get Force, uh, force life. <laughs> right on, man. All right, listeners, we'll catch you next time. All right, take it easy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Clone Army Radio. Email us with thoughts or questions at clonearmyradio at gmail.com. Please remember to click subscribe so you don't miss the newest episodes. Do it, Admiral Yet. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.